Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Lion Podcast. I'm Aaron Salvato. And I'm Brian Higgins. And this is a very special episode, Brian. A very special episode. This is probably the most special episode anyone will ever hear. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's hyperbole. I think no. that's that's just accurate. Oh, yeah. Like, by far, this is going to be our best episode. I don't want to hype it up too much, but we have some very special guests on the show. <laughs> everybody... It's our wives. Welcome to the wife cast. <laughs> Everybody, welcome Brooklyn Salvato and Tori Higgins. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it's their first time on a you podcast. You can figure out who's it's talking. Not. <laughs> it's not. It's not? Tori has done my podcast before. Oh, Tori yeah. and I did an episode of First Time Bible Teacher together. Mm. Wasn't Tell us about that experience, Tori. Yeah, that was very fun. Learning the uh, distance between my mic and mouth is very <laughs> You're doing crayon. Great. You're doing it right now. <laughs> You're doing it right now. Brooklyn has uh, never been on a podcast, but she's been in the room for one of the Good Lion pod classes. Yeah, actually, we did a podcast a long time ago, and then you lost the yes footage. Yeah, we sat. But right it wasn't here. a serious podcast. We kind of just rambled. Yeah. It was it was pretty great, actually. I think it would have been podcast gold, but it's lost to the sands of time now. So <laughs> she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Sands of time. Um, of our lives. Well, guys, it's so good to have you guys on the show. Seriously. <laughs> it's so good. Happy to be here. <laughs> this is definitely different. We, this is definitely going to be the best episode of all time, though, I think. Absolutely. Of all shows. Of all shows. What, Brian, why did we want to do this? Why did we want to bring our wives into our podcast world? Well, one of the things that led to us wanting to bring our wives into the podcast world is because... We like them. We like them, and they're really pretty, and we want to share them in a way where we get to experience he said, their prettiness. He says that on a show where it's you not visual. This is audio I only. know. <laughs> I, th- I was getting to that, you oh, buffoon. Okay. The idea is that I'm now working with Tori in a way where I see her prettiness and no one else does, which is the real point of marriage. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. So that was that was one thing that led to us doing this. The second thing is that Aaron and I try to be as aware as possible that our perspectives are limited. Yeah. We only see so much, we only understand so much, and we know that so many of the people that we get to talk to through this podcast aren't necessarily like us. In one sense, you may be listening to this podcast and you might be what's technically called a girl. <laughs> That's something Aaron and I have no experience being. Yeah, Aaron, literally, I'm speaking literally for myself zero. there. Zero. Yeah. No, zero for literally, me. Literally none experience. I've put on a wig before, but I think that's that probably <laughs> not the full experience. I think there might be more to it. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're super glad to have you guys on the show. And why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tori, you go first. What Tell us what's it like being Tori Higgins. Hello, I am Tori Higgins. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Yes, I, I'm Tori Higgins. So a little bit about who I am. Brian and I have been married for about five years. And before coming out to the Bible college here in Marietta, 
I was a hairstylist full time and now it has just been super awesome and blessed to work full time, part time at the Bible college here. And yeah, I enjoy long walks on the beach. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> She does, no, though. She's definitely beach. a walker. <laughs> if somebody didn't enjoy long walks on the beach, I don't think I could be their friend. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Anyway. Is that yeah. most of how your friendship works? Yes. So taking you, walks with people on the beach? Well, it's not that I want to take walks with them. It's just knowing that they hate it. It's kind of like if I found out someone didn't like pizza or chocolate, I would just be like, I can be their friend, but I'm going to think they're weird secretly. <laughs> Brooklyn, my wife. Hi. Oh, Tori, were you done? Yes, I, okay. um, that was my, like, yeah, yep. That was okay. her whole life. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so tell us a little um, bit about yourself. Brooklyn. I, too, like long walks on the beach. My name is Brooklyn. I'm 32. <laughs> I live in Oklahoma with my husband, and... That's me. I'm originally from here, but I've moved around a little bit, and... I've been some places. <laughs> I've moved around a bit. <laughs> We, I feel like most people would know this, but maybe if you don't listen to this podcast, you don't know, but we're from, Aaron's from, my husband's from California and we moved to Oklahoma two years ago. And prior to that, we did full-time youth ministry Yes, uh, for about a, almost a decade yep. together. Calvary Vista. We were volunteers. Yeah. For like a long time ago. Yeah. Like 12 years ago. So yeah, it was Beyond that. at least a decade. And then we... Just had our 10-year wedding anniversary two Yay. weeks ago Yay. in the middle of COVID-19. We so. had this whole thing planned. We were going to go to this cabin, and there's going to be a lake, and it was going to be so beautiful and peaceful. And now it's like, your house is your cabin, and there's no lake. Yeah. So, so we had to cancel our Airbnb. It's pretty sad. Yeah, tragic. But once <laughs> this is all over, I'm very much hoping to take a vacation with you. Yeah. So. I think all of us are looking forward to taking mm -hmm. a vacation away from our house after I this. I know. Even just to like, I don't know, the town down the street. But we're, mm -hmm. we're really grateful that we have a house. That's the thing I was yeah. thinking about the other day. Definitely. It's like, there's so many people out there that don't have that stuff. Houses or jobs where you and I, Brian, are very fortunate to be working right now. Brooklyn's still working. Tori, you're still working. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a good situation, even though it's tough. Yep. Well, thank you guys for sharing about yourselves. We're really, really glad to have you on. Is it weird to be on a show with us? Is it bizarre? Yeah. <laughs> What's weird about it? It's weird because I'm aware that I'm being recorded. Yeah. So I feel like I can't fully just have a conversation because I'm thinking about how I sound. and Right. It's, but it's, it's episode it's one. Not, Once we get you on here for yeah. like 100 more, you'll be natural. It's not as casual okay. as it would yeah, be if you were actually there. just talking in a room. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you guys are doing great. You, Fun fact, Tori did one episode of First Time Bible Teacher after I had done like 20-something, and she was told by multiple friends of ours that she has a way better podcast voice than me. You do have a really a good voice, Tori. It's very soothing. Well, I appreciate that. I... <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, was that a great response. I appreciate that. <laughs> All of a sudden, you can't talk. I can't handle Explode. Soothing. You just try to make your voice extra annoying after that. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> That'll be great. My, did you hear my laugh right there? That was like a tee. -hee. I was all. <laughs> You're just so giddy. 
Oh man. Okay. Well, let you know what we have some questions that we have prepared in advance for you guys. We want to hear from you guys. Brian and I do so much talking on this show, so we want to hear what you guys think. So. I think it'd be great if we threw out these questions and let you guys kind of talk to each other and to us about it, and we'll we'll jump in. But we'd love for you guys to to really take the lead on this episode. Is that cool? Sure. Sounds good. Awesome. Brian, why don't you hit him with a question? So I think one of the first things that's on everybody's mind is we all know life is extremely different right now, and the COVID-19 crisis has led to complete change in the way people do everything Mm. for Tori in Brooklyn. How has this situation specifically affected your walk with God? How is it changing the relationship on a day in and day out basis? Who's going to go first? (laughs) Who's going to go? Cue the cricket. Who's going to be the one? All right, Brooklyn, go Um, for it. I feel like I've been spending way more time reading the Bible and praying and just way more time in the word and focusing on God than I was before because I feel like desperate and kind mm. of sometimes hopeless. So I feel like mm. that's the only thing I know that there is, I guess, out yeah. of all of this. And I just want mm-hmm. to have peace and hope. And that's like the only way I can, like, I think it's, we could try like to distract ourselves and try to have fun and we should have fun and, you know, not just mope around, but those things are only fun for a little bit. Like you can only do so many puzzles and watch so many Netflix series. So I think I have been spending more time with the Lord and praying and <clears throat> connecting with other people and trying to encourage people and then be encouraged and just connect more. Mm. So I feel like in a way I'm actually more connected with God than I was before and more connected with people. Mm. It's just sad because we can't, see each other physically so i feel like my my relationship with the lord is closer than it was before but it i'm just sad because i'm wondering like when this is all over is it going to change or am i going to get comfortable again and Hmm. not care as much because i feel like that's kind of how i've been in the past i rely the most on the lord when i like absolutely have to and then when everything is going good i can easily just kind of get lazy I think there's definitely always the danger in that, like that happens to all of us. But I also know that in any relationship, when you go through a crisis together, it strengthens the relationship. And there's things that are built in that that last your entire life because you can always look back to that time and go, we got through that together. And I feel like that's how it is with the Lord. Like, even though in my life, there's been so many times where I forget what God has done and I kind of am like, oh, this bad thing is happening. How could you let this happen, Lord? I thought you cared. And he's like, don't you remember when I got you through the last thing? Mm-hmm. I still think that there's there's deepening in our relationship with God that happens in these kind of crises that does really do lasting effects into our life. Are you filming me? I'm doing a, my one second every day video. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's for her Instagram. <laughs> no, um, it's for my one second every day. It's for her life. <clears throat> but does that make sense? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. it does. What, what do you think, Tori? Yeah. How has this crisis affected your relationship with God? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. I think it's easy to be so used to a routine of like, I'm going to wake up, grab my coffee, read my Bible, and then get ready for work and kind of just start the day. And it's just a routine kind of Monday through Friday. And with this, yeah, it is a really like, obviously, there's so much going on and it is 
really burdensome and it's sad. And, but then there's also the encouragement of like, wow, God, like this is so cool. The opportunity to have a lot of time to actually grow in the areas where like, I've wanted to grow deeper with you and you're giving us this time to, you know, kind of redeem the time, if that makes sense. So it has definitely been an encouraging time, but also just learning how to um, lean into that because it is so easy Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, okay, now I'm going to read for an extra, you know, so-and-so, but like wanting it to be intentional, if that makes sense. So just learning for me, like I'm not a big reader and silence sometimes scares me just being honest. So it's been like, okay, Lord, like you're going to grow and stretch and be like open-handed about it and like ready for that, like awkward or like that. Like going to learn to get more comfortable yeah. with that kind of open time. For with sure. The Lord. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I wanted to ask kind of following up on something you had said, Brooklyn, you talked about how you're spending more time in the word as a means of finding peace from God. Mm-hmm. Is this just you've added to your normal daily reading time or are you noticing that like through the day when anxious thoughts start to creep in, do you just kind of like pause then and be like, you know what? I already read for the day, but let me just pull out one Psalm or one proverb or something to kind of focus my heart. Yeah, it's been a little bit of both. I One thing that's been really helpful is I've been using the Bible app and doing plans with people. So mm-hmm. I'm, that's keeping me like, it's holding me accountable to like be consistent in time in the word. And then it's cool because then I can, there's, I don't know if you guys have ever done Bible plans before, Mm -hmm. but at the end there's like a way you can have a discussion Mm -hmm. about that day that you read. So that's been really cool. I've been really enjoying that because it's easy to just like read your Bible, but then maybe not really meditate on it or think about anything other than just reading it. So I feel like that's helped me a lot, but I do feel like the times when I've been anxious, I've been more likely to, like you said, open the Bible or even put on worship music. Whereas before I might have mm-hmm. just kind of spiraled into like a moment of anxiety and that's definitely happened, but I feel like I'm, I'm more so like I have to pray and I have to kind of seek the Lord because whereas before I could be like, Oh, I just need to get through the night and I'll be okay. But this is like a daily thing now. It's not just like it's going to be fine in the morning. This is like our lives now. So, or at least until it, Mm -hmm. until it hopefully ends, but you know, we don't know how long that's going to be. So I don't really have Mm -hmm. that way out, I guess. Whereas Mm -hmm. before, if I was having anxiety, I could always look to the future and see, okay, this is not going to go on forever. But right now I don't know how long that's going to last. So I've, I feel like that's drawing me closer to God because I realize, okay, I need God right now. Like I can't do this on my own. So yeah. That's really good. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm right in the same boat with you. I totally agree. I feel like this whole situation has led me to spend a lot more time with God in the sense that I realize how much I need him and how much we all need him. And I know throughout my day, normally I'm, you know, as I'm going about, I'm listening to music or I'm listening to like podcasts or comedy podcasts or stand up comedy or, you know, just whatever. I'm watching YouTube videos and I still do all those things. There's nothing wrong or bad about those things. But what I've found myself doing more throughout the day is 
I'm not wanting to really listen to the normal things I listen to, but I'm putting on like there's several churches that I really love that have devotional podcasts that are specifically about what we're going through right now through COVID-19. And I find myself throughout the day tuning into like three or four of those just at different points of the day and stopping what I'm doing at work and just like listening, taking a minute to pray and get centered with Christ. And so that's been a positive thing for me in the sense of it's has me very much aware of my need for Jesus to be filled up in all the things that I'm doing right now. So I'm hoping that after this, that that, that lasts in my life, I guess, that, that dependence. Yeah, that's so good. I think for most people, this is the first time the need for God feels really tangible. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy for me to kind of think, like even as a, a believer and a Bible teacher, I can think all these different things about, yeah, I need God like for heaven stuff and like for later, like settling eternity type stuff. But I was thinking even in the last couple of days, like this is the first time in a long time I've really been aware of, God, I just need you to keep my body working. Mm, like yeah. I just need you to keep what, like there are so many things that happen all the time that we just call natural and we forget how involved God is in each of those things. Like I had not thought that God was involved in my breathing for the last couple years or so. Like I just never thought about it because that's just a thing that felt natural. Now this is bringing us all back to that place of, God, we just need you to keep the regular stuff going. Like we can't even keep those things if it's not for you. So yeah, seeing that practical dependence come back on God for even the daily stuff is is really cool to see and hear. And I definitely share with you guys, I, I hope that that's something that I can hang on to and remember when, when quote, normal life resumes again. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we hope you're enjoying this episode. Just wanted to jump in for a second and do a quick plug for another show on our network. And that is a brand new show that I'm producing called The Wilderness Devotional. It's a short form podcast, which means it's short, (laughs) uh, five to 10 minutes per episode that focuses on helping you find moments to center yourself and reconnect with Jesus as you journey through the wilderness of life. Each episode is really a mini message that contains a combination of scripture, theology, and just stuff that God's put on my heart that I wanted to share. And at the end of every episode, there's space for you to pray and think about what God has shown you through the message. You can find this new podcast at our website, goodlion.io, or really on any podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. So check it out. And uh, now let's get back to the show. So here's something I think would be good to talk about. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was reading in the news, which just means I was scrolling through the headlines of my Apple News app. And uh, one headline I read, and then I started reading the article a bit, was one that was talking about China and how, you know, China is currently the place where the virus has broken out initially, right? Is that accurate? That was where it started? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was the starting point. So they've been in quarantine for a lot longer, and apparently there's been a lot of spikes in the divorce rate in China. And I was reading through the article, and the idea was basically a lot of these couples weren't used to being around each other so much, and now 
because they're forced to be around each other all the time, it's like they're learning new things that annoyed them about one another or getting into more fights. And I just thought it was something relevant to bring up because the article said, you know, America needs to prepare for what's happening to China. Is there going to be a divorce rate, a divorce boom in America after all this? And I guess my question for, for all you guys is what do you think of that? And what have been some positive things that you guys have seen for your marriage, you know, for, for Brooklyn, for our marriage, to stay healthy in marriage while in these kind of situations? Yeah, how, how can we encourage the listeners who are married, you know, to, to keep their marriage strong during this kind of season? Yeah, I mean, definitely think it patience is a big thing, right? And it is easy to allow things that maybe never bothered you before become extremely bothersome. And just learning sometimes growing up, my mom would always say, just like pray that the Lord would put like a lock over your lips, you know, and in those moments of like frustration, be like, Lord, please put a lock over my lips. I don't want to say anything that I'll regret later. And just learning patience. I mean, during this whole process, it seems like it's been a lot of pruning, a lot of sanctification happening. And um, just remembering that this is someone that you love, right? And it's someone that you would never want to you know, hurt. And it's easy to allow like an isolation to bring up the ugly, which is like this person sees the good and the bad. I'm the ugly. (laughs) No, (laughs) but just like being honest with each other and maybe being like, is this worth a fight? And if it becomes something like maybe learning ways to, you know, talk. I know like for Brian and I, like we really enjoy spending time together. So this has been a cool thing where our schedules have been so opposite for so long. Right. So we're like, wow, this is like really cool, but not saying it's perfect, but just saying it's been like a blessing for sure. Yeah. We've, we've kind of been in a similar boat. Brooklyn and I have been actually working together from home for the last two years since we left California. And it's one of those things where when we, when we read that headline, we're just like, what the heck? Like we Mm -hmm. like being around one another, but I mean, I have friends that have been through divorces. I know people that have been through divorces. So I know that it's it's a very real thing that when people come face to face with their differences, there can be clashes. So I'm going to get really real for a second. Brooklyn, I know you like being at home with me. I know you like me working from home. But is there anything that you miss about when I used to go to the office and you would be at home or that's hard to answer because we also worked together when we, we worked at the church. We worked, <laughs> literally had the same office right? and people, I remember back then people would always be like, Oh, how do you guys not fight? How do you stand that? And I think apparently most husbands and wives just hate each other. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> we get along really well. So I don't know. I feel like, I mean, we still have, arguments and fights we're not yeah. perfect but we're on the same page like we prefer to spend time together so and that that would always be the worst when we worked at the office together and we'd get in a fight and we like had to pretend to the rest of the staff that everything was fine yeah that's just oh the had to put on a brave face yeah it's just yeah because you know you don't have time to like deal with it in the middle of the work day you have to go on with your day and you're sitting across <laughs> from somebody that is frustrated at you it's not a fun feeling for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you ask me? Well, I guess what's just, what's the hardest thing about living with me? I guess. Get really real. I don't think I eat your food. Yeah. Well, actually that's changed because we like know that we can't 
go to the store as much. Aaron's been really good about not just plowing through the Oreos. I've been counting my calories and I've had a lot of self-control, which is rare for me because I can... The different one of the biggest differences between us is she, she's 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 like, why are you taking over? She's signaling. I'm just at me. telling him that he keeps asking me questions and then talking. I was just gonna say that I tend I, I can I go through an entire pack podcast. of Oreos in like two days, and you can take a month. Is all I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyways. <laughs> so what I was gonna say earlier is. Just, I guess, advice to people that are working at home together for the first time, because like I said, we already were in that boat. So not a whole lot has actually changed, except for that we can't go and do things and and be with other people. But I feel like when we're when you're together all the time, like you're bound to annoy each other. That's just going to happen. Yeah. Whether or not it's like the other person is even doing anything wrong, you're just going to annoy each other. So what I've learned is. I don't really need to tell Aaron every single thing that he's doing that is annoying because I'm sure I'm being just as annoying. Wait, there's more? You mean there's <laughs> things that... Because you tell me some things. You're saying there's other things that I don't even know about that I'm doing? Not necessarily new things, but maybe like if you're doing that thing that annoys me, I don't always have to be like, you're annoying me, stop. Hmm. Because... You're doing that thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know Aaron is way more patient than I am, but... <laughs> So I know there's things I'm probably doing that he just doesn't even bring up. So I, <laughs> I'm trying to give advice here. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like if there are things where you're like, oh, that's so annoying. I never realized that they did that before. Maybe just, I don't know, show some grace and mm-hmm. realize that we're all humans and, hmm. you know, we just have to learn to mm-hmm. deal with each other's quirks. And obviously if it's like, you know, they're being mean to me, you could have that conversation but if it's just like little things i feel like that's really easy to start little fights that are just unnecessary when it's just like they're not doing anything anything wrong that's just how they are yeah um so just you just have to deal with it i guess (laughs) but i'm a a monster this is just how i am (laughs) yeah so but i think like if you're struggling to be at home with your spouse maybe while you're working just keep that separate I guess like if you could work in separate rooms and then be intentional about the time that you do have together so if you are working maybe end your day at five and then just be intentional about having dinner together and doing fun things together so that it doesn't feel like it's just all one day that's blobbed together and it feels more like okay we had some time apart and now we're getting to spend time together and I feel like that will help rather than just like we're always around each other and it's getting you know overwhelming but Aaron's raising his hand so <laughs> I just I had something to add but I didn't yeah, I see that hand I didn't want I to just jump in <laughs> um and also I'll just say this really quick too I think give each other space but then also give each other attention if that makes sense it's when you're working from home so like when when I'm in here and I'm recording, I let her know, hey, I'm going to be recording for a while. And she knows to not play music out there because sometimes my mic will pick it up. She doesn't come in. But other times when I'm just making a website or doing graphics or something else, she'll come in and she'll 
say hi to me or give me a hug. And I, I really like that. And by the same token, sometimes I'll come in the kitchen when you're trying to bake something. I guess that's my job. And I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hugger. So I'll just come in for random hugs sometimes. And you're like, hey, can you actually not be in here right now? Because the kitchen's really small and you're, you're, you're big and you're taking up all this space. Um, wow, I sound like a really nice person. <laughs> I think I'm just projecting how I feel about myself onto that. But anyway, oh. you, you know, it's just sometimes I come no, she, in. She no. just looks at you and says, no, you're big. This kitchen <laughs> you're is too small. big for this room. You got to fix no, this. No, usually what it kitchen. is is like, you know, there's timing when it comes to cooking and making yes. food. And I'm like in the zone and I need to focus on what I'm doing so things don't get ruined. But then, then there's other times where you love when I come out and yeah. say hi. So it's just yeah. it's it's honoring each other and understanding, yeah. you know, hey, they need their space right now. And then also paying attention to when they they need somebody. Yeah. To as far as like the statistic or not statistic, but the story about people getting a, getting divorces right now, that makes me really sad because it makes me feel like people don't actually enjoy time with their significant other. Yeah, because. I don't know. It's like, why would you, I guess maybe that's why they're getting a divorce, but I think that they're they're, realizing that they don't actually, but I think like you also, if you're experiencing this for the first time, you just need to realize like, there's just going to be times where you just don't get along. And Mm. also like, this isn't going to last forever. Eventually you'll have your own space. And, Mm. but also maybe just ask yourself, why am I getting so annoyed? Why, you know, maybe I need to like, make time and have fun with my spouse because if you're just always Mm -hmm. around each other does that doesn't necessarily mean that you're spending time together it just means that like you're in the same house Mm. but if you're being intentional about what you're doing together i feel like that is more beneficial than just existing together Mm. yeah i think that's a really really good point i think even the small bits of space separation like you were talking about like Mm -hmm. for me i have this one spare room that i try to do all of my work stuff in And when I come out of that room a little frustrated or worn down, it's easier for me to say, okay, this frustration is just regular work frustration. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is different. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate a new reality. It becomes a lot easier for me to say, okay, that's just work frustration. That Mm -hmm. would be really easy for me to take out on Tori because she's the only other person here. But when I can identify that as, nope, this is just a work thing, it becomes a lot easier to not take that out on the person that you're with. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Tori, you got anything to add there? Yeah. I I mean, I definitely uh, agree with Brooklyn and just saying like finding maybe new ways to spend time with each other and ways of, you know, learning different things about each other or like even going back to like as if you were dating kind of things Mm. like, you know, just kind of trying to be intentional, I guess. But I do agree. It is sad hearing that people, you know, marriages are failing and I mean, marriage takes work, right? Mm. So if there, if it was perfect all the time, then, you know, it would, I don't think anything is perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. but the idea of having to put work into a relationship is not a bad thing. Like right. that is really good. And unfor- not unfortunately, but fortunately, unfortunately, marriage is just the same. It takes work. So um, just learning to work with each other. And yeah, 
it is maybe finding ways of we've never cooked together. Let's cook together and yes. actually like make a meal together. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you're normal with sitting in front of the TV eating dinner, which ours is like always, but always. just learning every like night. every night, but learning maybe <laughs> like, hey, let what's a table? Let's <laughs> this is a coffee table. <laughs> um, but like maybe being like, hey, we're not going to watch TV during dinner. Like, right. Let's. Let's have dinner actually. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. I think we did. Go ahead. I'll let you I was go. just I was going to say, I think the sad thing about just when I hear about people getting a divorce, it makes me sad because you loved that person at one time. Like those mm -hmm. people were in love at one time and they loved each other enough to say that we want to spend the rest of our lives together and we want to make vows and say that we're going to be with each other mm -hmm. through the hard times, the good times and the hard times through sickness and in health, we make all those vows. And then it seems like when people actually go through the hard times, they can't, they're, they actually can't do it. And it just makes yeah. me sad because it's, it's kind of like, what's the point of even making those vows if you're just going to give up? Mm. Because every mm -hmm. marriage is going to have those really dark times. Like even the ones that seem like they never do, they are. But like you said, it's, you have to, to put work into it and, it's a choice mm -hmm. to love that person. And if you make that effort and you actually fight through it, you come out stronger and yeah. you love each other more. So I just, it makes me sad when couples, it seems like they kind of just give up. It's like you have loved each other before you're capable of loving each other and having fun together. And it's like you said, just go back to like when you were dating and do those things again, you know? Yeah. I think that really makes a difference. So let's do this to try to help out. Maybe there are married couples listening or you're one person listening and you're married and you're trying to figure out how to navigate quarantine marriage. Let's each <laughs> throw out a quarantine date night idea. Mm. So I'll, I'll lead off to give okay. you guys a little extra time to think because Tori and I did this once and it was super fun. It was super fun. And I highly recommend it. Do you guys know the show Chopped? Yes, we love Chopped. So good. <laughs> Excellent. If you don't know Chopped, it is a show on Food Network that basically pits four chefs against each other. And at the start of any given round, they open a box that's filled with four random ingredients. And it's stuff that's like supposed to be intentionally hard to put together. And whatever they cook has to include those four things like it'll, it'll be best. like it'll be like fruit loops arugula it's always arugula pesto. <laughs> always yeah arugula is always in there it's fun to say arugula yeah <laughs> saying it right arugula i think it's arugula arugula i yeah arugula? Aaron, do you normally arugula? say it arugula no i don't know i don't normally say it so that's the problem <laughs> okay you just read it's the first it time the he's ever said it on chopped arugula <laughs> So what Tori and I did to try to replicate the show was I went into the fridge and I pulled out three what I thought were random ingredients, but they actually <laughs> all are part of every Thai dish you ever make. <laughs> and Tori gave me three random ingredients that were very easy to put together because she was being very kind to me because <laughs> I'm not nearly as good or creative of a cook as she is. <laughs> And then we just went for it and we made whatever we could and then we ate together and there were no phones and there was nothing on in the background. It was just 
us together hanging out, we got really dorky with it and started like doing <laughs> fake interviews with each other. Behind. Shiss, what are you yeah. behind we both, on? We both shouted behind. corner a lot. Corner. That's a new podcast. Yeah. Do you put your fun. hands up at the end? When the <laughs> time goes we did, yeah. We did. Time, shift, time's up. Yep. Plating was important. <laughs> yeah, oh, all plating that stuff. is the most important part. Oh. And do you yeah. make sure you cooked your pasta the right way? And you don't yes. rinse yeah, it. Yeah, you better. After. That's great. You better. You don't rinse. That's great. So that, that is one quarantine that. date night idea. Do you want to steal that, babe? We've actually talked about doing that probably our entire marriage because yes. I think Chopped was one of the first shows that we ever watched yes. when we were married for some reason. Um, and we've talked about doing that, but we just never have. So we should probably do that. Let's do yeah. it. It's a fun idea. Because we have a lot of random ingredients right yeah. now. And we did we did separate random ingredients for each other. So the three things I had were different than the three things Were Tori you guys had. cooking at the same time? We yes. were. Okay. And we like we have a super small kitchen. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of like bumper bets going on. We were like, <laughs> oh, oh, hello. It really was behind the whole time. Like, <laughs> exactly. Behind. behind. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> Gotta get the oregano. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the arugula? The arugula. Arugula. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so we did one just the other day, and basically, okay, let me let me set it up like this. You know how sometimes when you don't have a plan and you're just sitting around the house, and one person's like, "What do you want to do?" and then the other person's like, "I don't know. What do you want to do?" Don't start that again. Don't start that again. <laughs> it's from The Lion King, or no, Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Jungle Book. <laughs> Does that happen to you guys? Like the sitting around, what do you want to do? It's usually, what do you want to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? Or yeah, is that just us? So, so Tori and I have a life story together that includes believing we were going to move to a city and then very suddenly not moving to that city. Right. And we still think the hardest part of our marriage is deciding what to watch. <laughs> that's hilarious. So funny. Or, or where to go. That's way harder. Or, yeah. yeah. What that's way hard thing, harder yeah. than anything well, else we faced. So here, here's our solution. So there's always that awkward moment where you're trying to figure out like what to do and you're trying to agree and compromise on what you're going to watch or where you're going to go out to eat. So we have a date day. We just did this this weekend. We're basically <laughs> a it's, date in our house. <laughs> That's great. It's set up where all day you just take turns. So it's like it's going to be my turn to pick something, and then it's going to be her. And turn it doesn't to have pick to something. be a show. It could just be like an activity. It's an activity. And so you know, for me, I like to watch cartoons. I like to play video games. She wouldn't necessarily pick that normally. And then for her, you know, like you like to. I don't know. What did we... Oh, we put together... We started a puzzle. We did, yeah, we did a puzzle. Mm. And then um, we watched one of the shows I wanted to watch. We watched right. Anna with an E. Yeah, we just yes, went back and forth so all good. day taking yeah. turns. And it was actually really fun because it, it kept a momentum throughout the whole day where we were constantly doing things. Like, we weren't really sitting around. And that doesn't around. have to be just, like, with TV shows. It yeah. could be, like... No, we, we played some video that games. That particular day we, was 30 degrees out, so... It we, was definitely an indoor day. Yeah. But you could fill it with all types of things. And it's fun because it's you're just agreeing to do the thing that the other person likes to do without really kind of grumbling about it or anything. And it's it's fun because then you end up kind of discovering, like, oh, that thing that she's into is actually kind of fun. And mm-hmm. so that... That's one that we did the other day. That was pretty fun. So I have an idea. One is recreating a meal from a favorite restaurant that you usually go to. Mm. Because we're not, I know some people, a lot of people are getting takeout and stuff. We're just not, we're just cooking from home. So we miss a lot of our favorite restaurants. So what I've been trying to do actually for a few months now is recreate our favorite pizza from our favorite pizza place 
Paul's Pizza Kitchen. Paul's Pizza mm. Kitchen. They make this really good pizza. It's called Russell the Goat. Mm. It's pesto and cherry tomatoes, balsamic glazed <gasps> cherry tomatoes, and goat cheese and mozzarella. And it is so delicious. So I've been trying to make it taste the same, and I can't seem to master it. But anyways, that's just an idea, like trying to set up a date in your house. Like you said, sit at the table, maybe light some candles, or you could even make a menu. You could even like print out a menu or write out a menu of things. So it seems like you're not at home and you're actually at a restaurant. So cute. Yeah. That is so So cute. cute. And then you have a legitimate awe to that. <laughs> you gotta it wasn't a fake one. Are most of her awes illegitimate? Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Like every time she goes, <laughs> are we supposed to question it now? You should Is wonder. that authentic? Yeah, was that a real one? <laughs> or you could set up a place to eat outside, like a picnic. Yeah, I think maybe just getting creative and not doing the same thing you always do because that's what we did the first two weeks is we just, nothing changed. Yeah. And then we were really starting to go crazy. and Because normally we're going out into the city to go to restaurants or go on these long on walks. The week, and yeah, on the places. weekends. Yeah. During the week, you know, we'd stay home anyways. So you do have to get creative, I think, when you're in quarantine. Yeah. Like you can't mm-hmm. just, it's easy to let things get stale. And I think that when you're in a relationship, people appreciate thoughtfulness. That's really the biggest thing. Like, yeah. Is this person being intentional and thinking about me? Totally. Tori. What? Oh, well. Jared did the chopped uh, one. Oh. Oh, wait, no, was that, that Brian? Was Brian did the chopped oh, one. Oh, okay. I yeah. forgot yes. who started that. <laughs> I'm passing the um, mic to Tori. Oh, you were so good. Um, We haven't done this yet, but to be one, hopefully we will do this. We should do this. It still counts as an okay, idea. Okay, let's do it. Is also maybe like you guys were saying you weren't able to like go away if you had already had plans mm-hmm. to maybe sleep in the living room or like mm-hmm. do like a blow up mattress or something that's like a little bit more like we feel like we're somewhere else, <laughs> but like you're still at home, you yeah. know, just like kind of creative ways like you're saying yeah. like, well, we're going to, you know, do like a fort, an adult fort sort I know, of I've thing. been wanting to do that. Yeah, it'd be so fun. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we're going to pitch a tent on our balcony and there say we go. went camping. We were <laughs> saying about putting up a tent in our backyard, too. Once when it gets up nicer. So yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely. Kind of just changes things up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. That's that's yeah, it's, it's the monotony, I think, that yeah. can lead people to get a little crazy in quarantine. Yeah, just it's like having an imagination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. These 100%. are all four good ideas. I think to wrap up this segment, this is just something that's coming to my mind about relationships and marriage and everything is just Brooklyn and I were talking about this the other night when it comes to divorce. I think it's just important for people to remember that the person that you married, your spouse, is your family. Like a spouse is family. Like that's how like once once you have kids, when people, you know, start having their own children, it's like that's a family unit, but that can't happen without the couple. And I think that, like, it's so strange in our society that, like, we've come to this point where it's become so easy to discard a person if they annoy us or if maybe they're not as attractive as they were to us at one point or, you know, if we're fighting or any of that because the reality is with children or with parents – you don't throw your children or parents away, you know, if if you're in an argument with them or if you are annoyed by them. You try or, to work through it. Yeah, you try to work through it because it's your family. You're like, no, that's my mom and dad. Like, 
but for most people it's you know and some people you know they walk away from their parents but most people are like these people have been with me since day one i love them and so even though things are hard right now i want to work through this with them but when it's like for some reason the spouse is this one person in that equation of family where it's like well if i get tired of them or annoyed with them or frustrated then i i send them away and i trade them in for a different model it's just it's so mm. strange to me and i think it's because we've turned marriage into something where it's built around the the idea of this person is supposed to make me happy and complete me mm-hmm. and if they don't then something's wrong with the equation right. you guys get what i'm saying yeah, I think that's Absolutely. a huge problem. Mm. And, and I think even I like the the family analogy that you're bringing up, because even when people have such strained relationships with their parents that they pull away, when they talk about those issues, they don't bring it up through the lens of like, oh, yeah, I got rid of my dad and now I feel great. <laughs> like I got a new dad now. Yeah, like no one goes and gets a new dad and no one, when they have a strained relationship with their dad, sees it as like, I'm finally free and sees it as like a celebration. Whereas like when some people choose that a marriage is over, they talk about like, now I'm free. And the feeling is like, I'm completely done with this relationship. Whereas you can't really just be fully done done with it the same way that you can't look at a parent relationship and just be like yeah this is over now like that strain will always kind of follow that person unfortunately i I feel like initiating a divorce is like setting off a bomb in your life and in that person's life and it's not just going to affect you it's going to affect their family and everything around them and and it's not it's not that you're walking away and that you're free it's now you have to deal with the wreckage of this for Mm -hmm. the rest of your life Mm -hmm. exactly and i think at the end of the day even if your marriage is really really good it's still not going to bring you joy and peace and satisfaction and if you're looking for that to make you happy you're not going to be satisfied so i think that's why a lot of people um have probably ended their marriages. It's not maybe it's not even that they're fighting. It's just that they're not content, and they're mm. they thought that that person was going to complete them, and they're feeling empty and lonely or whatever it is. And it's really it's not that person. It's just that they need Jesus. So yeah, um, I think that's why marriages don't always last forever. Is people are just looking for that person to fill that hole in their life, and they're not. So they think, oh, it's because I'm with the wrong person. I need to you know, find someone new. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, we have no idea the people listening to this episode, we don't know where they're at. There might be people listening to this where their marriage actually is struggling right now. And I just want to encourage anybody listening, no matter where you're at in your marriage, like no marriage is too far gone that God can't do some amazing redemptive work. Totally. I was talking to a guy who's a part of the uh, Expositors Collective group chat that we have on Instagram. And um, I've never met him, but we just, we were talking and, and, and I ended up getting in a conversation with him and we were talking about some of these issues of marriage and things. And he was like, well, let me tell you my story. And he brought up that his wife ended up leaving him uh, for another man and walked away from the marriage, walked away from their kids. It was just a total nightmare they got divorced. It was for him just this devastating experience. And God ended up bringing them back together. And now they've been together for, I think, 
over a decade since then, and they're doing great. And so it's like that's you, amazing. Yeah, you might think like, oh, things are really bad right now, but n- nothing is too difficult for God uh, if we just submit to Him and bring our brokenness to Him. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's that's great. So encouraging. God is for marriage and wants to see every marriage thrive and um, grow. So it's mm, awesome. <laughs> so we've talked about a lot of the negative side of things. We've talked about how crisis can lead us to inner turmoil. We've talked about how quarantine can put strain on marriage, but we've all kind of hinted at there's hope, there's positivity, there are good things to find even in this. I think a great place to close would be going around and doing just what's the biggest positive thing you've experienced from this so far? Hmm. Uh, I'll go. (laughs) I think for me, it's made me a lot more thankful for the things I have in my life. And I'm finding myself noticing things that I'm thankful for that maybe I wouldn't have even thought about. For instance, I was thinking about how thankful I am to have a washer and dryer because (laughs) I would not want to have to go to the laundromat right now or have to go do laundry at a family member's house. And just little things like that I'm just so thankful for. I'm thankful that we can work from home. I'm thankful Mm. that we still have jobs. And Mm. so I think I'm just appreciating things in my life more. And I, I think when this is over, I will be just more thankful for like the small things, even just spending time with family, making more time for that. And even like time with community and church and not taking that for granted and just realizing, wow, this is a privilege. And Mm. I'm thankful that I can go to church today. I'm thankful that I can go spend time with my community group and Mm. just things that I, I guess I, can't easily access right now. I know that when this is over, I'll be a lot more just thankful for the everyday things that I can't actually experience right now. So Mm. yeah, I think it's easy to just go through life and just kind of coast. And even me and Aaron were talking about when this started in China, I remember seeing it in the news and we were thinking, wow, that's horrible. You know, that's really hard for them, but we didn't really like Honestly, I didn't really stop and pray for people in China. I was just kind of so separated from it. I wasn't really thinking, oh, that's going to happen to me. Hmm. So it's making me realize how much of a bubble I live in and how much I don't really think about, you know, how people don't have it easy. And to be honest, my current situation isn't that hard compared to a lot of people. But a lot of people live in places where they are in danger every day and they do fear for their lives and their family members and that's how we're feeling. We're worried about our family getting sick. We're worried about us getting sick, you know, and we're having to stay inside. And there's people that live in places that are under attack or it's just not safe to leave their house. And I'm starting to think about that more and realize, wow, I have it really good and I'm kind of privileged and I just only think of myself. So it's making me look inward more, but then also look outward at other people and have mm. compassion and just be more aware so that I can pray for people. It's good. Mm. Thanks, yeah, there's babe. nothing, there's nothing like going through something that's like a pandemic to really work out your own heart, huh? To kind mm-hmm. of be like, wow, I didn't realize how selfish I was right. or like mm. very unaware of what was going on around. And mm-hmm. um, cause it is easy to be like, oh man, like that's really sad. I don't want to read about the news or like, right. oh, this is real, you know, and to feel so Just disconnected. Be comfortable in your own bubble. 
Mm. Exactly. Exactly. But it is, it's like, we are to be the hands and feet of Christ. Right. And like Mm -hmm. have compassion on people and pray for people. And that is so true to just like learn to be others focused and not so like, Oh man, like I got to go to the grocery store to get dinner (laughs) stuff or like, you know, it's like, so, (laughs) you know, yeah, it does put things into perspective Mm -hmm. for sure. The things we complained about before, you know? Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. I know for me, something positive that has come out of this is one, just an appreciation for where I'm at in life. Brian and I have talked in the the last episode about contentment and just our experience with being discontent and how, you know, I, I wanted to be in a different country at this point in my life. I wanted to be doing a different job at this point in my life. But then when this crisis hit, I had been working from home producing content for two years that was specifically about encouraging and uplifting people. And it was kind of the perfect place to be able to step in and be like, okay, this podcast thing that I do is actually a perfect thing that can help people right now. And, and, you know, if we would have moved to Ireland, good lion probably would never would have been started. And so for me, it's been this appreciation of like, wow, God knew what he was doing and all the stuff over the last two years, he's put us in a place where we can be really helpful right now. And so for me, as somebody who wants to help, who, who, you know, feels very called to help others, I'm, I very much appreciate that. And then just the other thing is just my marriage. I, I feel like the positive thing that's come out of this is just a even more renewed appreciation for my marriage, spending more time with Brooklyn than usual and just having to rely on one another and pray for one another and encourage one another a lot during this, it's just given me a renewed sense of like, this is my person. And if we can get through this, we can get through mm-hmm. anything. So yeah, that's for me what's been positive. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It definitely, since we've talked about like having more time on our hands, it has a lot of the things that Brian and I have talked about wanting to do with each other, like reading together more or praying together more or just being intentional in that aspect has been like cool to try and be like, oh, it is easy to just turn on Netflix right now, but we're mm-hmm. not. We're going to be intentional about like actually doing things that lift each other up and coming together and like lifting up the needs of others. And yeah, a positive too has been, I think, we it's so easy to feel so disconnected from family right because we're like three thousand mm-hmm. miles away from them so we have been very trying to be very intentional about like the relationships that have felt neglected maybe in the last like eight months of being here to be like hey we have time like we're gonna set up phone dates once a week and this is going to you know intentionally like redeem those times and you know invest in relationships as much as we can, which has been really sweet and Mm. trying to learn how to spend time with family, like at a distance, you know, Mm. but it's still like, Hey, this is the world we live in right now. And how can we make the best of it? Right. So, right. I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's definitely trying to be more intentional, just like communicating with each other because we don't really have excuses now. We're really all just at home for the most part. So it's been cool to reconnect with friends and just talk to people on the phone. You know, I feel like that's kind of a lost art of communication and I Mm -hmm. actually enjoy it. And 
I've been really enjoying just making more time for my friends that don't live near me and my family and stuff. So Hmm. hopefully that's something that, again, we just continue after this is over, just communicating and checking in with our friends and family. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's great. Brian? Yeah, I've experienced so many of the positives you all were just listing. The one I'll kind of focus in on is I think it's such a healthy thing that everything that is unimportant in the world has completely moved to the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that clarity of there's so much stuff that I would do and I would fill a day with that I would say, this is really important. And now when everything is being talked about in terms of essential functions only, <laughs> you start really thinking through what counts as essential and mm-hmm. thinking through just personally, what are the things that are really essential in my own life? And mm-hmm. I'm realizing how simply I can live. Mm. And for many people, and for me included, just life can be so fast and everything can be so quick paced and you can be trying to take in everything that everybody is doing and posting and all that. And so to have a moment where we can all just pause and say, okay, if I go on Instagram, everybody else is posting about the nothing they're doing. (laughs) So don't really need to spend too much time there. If I'm just trying to do the busy work at my job, like my job needs me to think bigger. So now I can kind of strip away the, the time filler stuff. And as I just look at my own, you know, daily schedule, the stuff that's just filling time, now's the perfect excuse to get rid of it. So to be able to have this moment to think through what are the most essential things in my life has been very clarifying and helpful. Mm. It's good. It's really, really good. Well, that's probably all the time that we have for this episode. But guys, girls, it's uh, really, really good to have you guys on this. You're and talking. Never mind. What? What? You said guys, and I was thinking Brian's the only guy. Right. And then I said girls. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He's grateful for me, too. And for himself. Uh, it's debatable. <laughs> Just kidding. Brian, you are the wind beneath my wings. Tell that to Brooklyn once a day for the next week and see how that goes. Yeah, say, say Brian is the wind beneath my wings and then uh, just continue on with whatever conversation you were having. Just the first thing that I say when I wake up, I'm going to roll Every over morning. look her in the eyes. Brian is the wind beneath my wings. That would be really I scary. think that would be a good quarantine marriage date. There now we go. what accent would you do with that? I'd be Can like, you change Bri- accents every day? Brian is the wind beneath my wings. Ooh, that's great. That was very proper. I feel like that was kind of like an Obi-Wan Kenobi, a young, a young <laughs> Kenobi there. Yeah. Side That's note, Aaron talked in his sleep a couple months ago. I, don't, I might have told you this what when we last it? saw you. It I was amazing. Yes, oh, did I tell you please, about Donald Duck? please, oh, please yeah. share. He yes. did a, a, I woke up in the middle of the night and he was talking exactly like Donald Duck. And the thing that he said was, I'm Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> He just wanted you to know. I know. It was really scary and funny at the same time. Yeah, very, very creepy. But it doesn't beat the one time my my friend woke up in the middle of the night and was just like, he just turns to his wife and goes, there's going to be ice cream. It's going to be sweet. And then he went back to bed. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. We got to get you guys on more, though. Would you guys want to do another episode? This was really, really fun. Yeah. Definitely. 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 I don't, I don't feel as nervous now as I did yes. at the beginning. Moms aren't as sweaty. My <laughs> sweatshirt is fully on now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh man that was super fun thanks guys yeah it was thanks, fun. thanks thank for having you. us tori if you want to get going to work you can and brian you and i can probably just record an outro really quick what do, sure. what do i do you want to <laughs> stay with us on the outro i don't know <laughs> what I don't do i do <laughs> i don't have anywhere to go so you can just make fun of us let me give let me, pull me up our... a quick minute to say bye to tori yeah. Okay. We'll say bye to you. Bye, Tori. This was so fun. Love you guys. Yes. You ladies. Love you too. Let's definitely do this again. Have a good day. Thank and you. Brooklyn and Tori should just start their own podcast, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lady Talks with we'll Lady Tori. Do, we'll just do a commentary on your podcast every <laughs> episode. Okay. Oh just do a reaction it's, podcast. It's like yeah. 90 Day it. Fiance Pillow Talk. <laughs> the Good Lioness. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Good Lioness podcast, where we talk about our husband's podcast. Oh my gosh. I would love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Good Lion podcast. If you're like me, that was my favorite one because it had my wife's voice on it. But if that's the reason it was your favorite, that feels a little creepy. That is Why don't you back off? She's a married woman. Brooklyn is here still for the outro. Say hi, babe. Hi, babe. (laughs) This was a really good episode. We definitely have to get them back on again for sure. We should give them the show. Yeah. Just hand them the keys. This is the last episode that Aaron and I will be on the Good Lion podcast from now on. It is being led by Tori and Brooklyn. It will be it is in better hands. It'll be the Good in, Lioness podcast. It's in softer hands because woman. <laughs> softer paws, maybe. That was good. Mm. Wow. Or was it bad? My wife is looking at me right now like it was terrible. Yeah. If you like our show, please take a minute to give us a review on iTunes. It helps so please? much. Please. Give it to us. Come on. Please. Babe, we really convince want them. It. Convince them why they should review us on iTunes. If you leave a review, it will feed our family. Well, I don't <laughs> I don't know if that is how it works, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wish it was. Each um, you guys are being paid very differently <laughs> than I am. <laughs> the more reviews we get, the more people will find us on iTunes. So it really helps. Just go on iTunes or Apple Podcast and leave a quick review. It makes us feel so good inside. Yes. Like in a way that probably isn't healthy. Like we should have a, we should have more self-esteem than we do, mm-hmm. but we just don't. Okay. And here's here's the reality. They need that affirmation. Going. Here's the reality. We are two guys and now two girls uh, talking into microphones and it's like sticking messages in a bottle and just throwing out it out into the sea and trying to figure out if it's going to reach somebody. So when we get a review, it's like we get a little message in a bottle back and it warms the depths of our hearts. So please. So, so you want to know what I thought you were going to say? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, you want to know the reality? <laughs> we're really sad. <laughs> you want to know the truth? <laughs> And we, we need you. you your we voice just sounded like the guy on uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Where he's like, you Rex Quando. You think I go home to Starla every night? <laughs> Leave us a review yeah. on iTunes, brother. The Good Lion Podcast is a production of the Calvary Global Network, and it's produced by myself, Aaron Salvato, and my co-host, 
I take exception to this line because I really don't do the producing and you're just being too generous with me. I want you to get as much credit as you deserve, which is a lot because believe it or not, you are really the co-founder of this thing. This all started when I came to your camp and you had me come teach and we did a podcast together and that's when the gears... And we were at Rita's and we were talking about podcasts. That's when the gears started turning and I had never really thought about a podcast network until then. And then we went to New York, right? Like the week after. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you and I were talking to Mike Neglia on Boxer and we got the other guys involved. And so, yeah, I mean, you've been, you've been every step of the way you've been a part of this. So basically you're the wind beneath his wings. And can produce, I retry that line then? <laughs> producing doesn't just mean the audio editing. I consider it we're writing scripts together, we're coming up with outlines, you know, we're planning all this stuff. So yeah, that that's part of being a producer as well. It's not just Thanks, man. audio editing. I'm not even the just being line, generous. That's that's actually the technical definition of producer. So The Good Lion Podcast is a production of Brian Higgins with <laughs> moderate help from the Calvary Global Network and even sort of Aaron Salvato. Even more moderate help from Aaron Salvato. Yeah. All right. We'll put that line in. We love it. It's so much fun. Our show is part of the Good Lion Podcast Network. We're a network of Christian podcasters that Aaron and I started with some good friends of ours that are putting out really, really amazing content. Check it out on our website. Our goal with this ministry is to try to reach people all over the world with Christ-centered content. Part of the reason we're trying to build this functionality into the site is not just so that you can find stuff that's going to be helpful to you, but so that you can find things that are going to be helpful to others. So if you like what you're hearing, please pass this along to people that you think could be helped by it. Your partnership with us in sharing this content with people is one of the ways God uses it to bless his people and bring them into closer relationship with him. We are doing a lot right now with the resources we have, but we are looking to do even more. And you can help with that. If you want to help with the mission of Goodline and what we do, visit goodlion.io slash support. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. 